Thank you, thank you, everybody, for coming out. This panel is SC, uh, that's South Carolina, South Carolina Comic Creators. So cool. I thought it was so, so cool. cool. Yeah? yeah, so cool Comic Creators. Oh, man. Yeah. You look you're about to freestyle, man. What? The, I'm not. I'm definitely not. I can't even speak properly. I was. <laughs> words Can you act like you're about to start breakdancing? Words are, yeah, like yeah. I need cardboard for that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what I wanted to do here is, uh, you know, this is SC Comic Con. He's amongst the people. That's awesome. I, you're not up there being. No, no, no. I don't know where to go, though. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> um, so, we're, this is SC Comic Con, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of great comic creators here in South Carolina. And, uh, well, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's got one. He knows, what time, he knows what time it is. So, uh, so I wanted to kind of get some of them together that are going to be here at the show. Uh, there's still plenty, plenty more that aren't here, but we'll work on that next year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I wanted to get these guys together and let's just talk about what it's like being a, a successful comic creator in the state of South Carolina. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you got to tell us what it's like. I'm going to tell you what we it's like know. to be successful. I have no idea. So let's start with uh, introducing ourselves. I'm Adam of the Dollar Ben. I have a podcast mm-hmm. uh, that we kind of post sometimes now. We don't post <laughs> as much as we used to. Uh, day, to day, that, day jobs and no paying hobbies Uh-oh. don't go together. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but we're recording this panel. And we'll be posting it along with a bunch of other panels as well. And uh, so if you guys want to listen back, uh, it's the dollarben.net. We're in 1024 over on the floor over there. And uh, feel free to relive this experience or share this experience with others uh, when it's all over. But uh, let's start Sanford. Well, he said it already. That's my name. Green. Green. And um, I am originally from... A small town. See, since we're in, this is SC, I can actually say the town. When I'm out of the state, I just say Charleston. I get very general because if I'm in uh, Chicago, I'm not going to say I'm from Williamsburg County. And they're like, oh, okay, where's that? You know, upstate, you know, no, that's low, low, low country. But um, I'm from Williamsburg County, which is, uh, there's also a small town there called Greeleyville. You guys ever heard of that? I will give you a free comic if you've heard of that place. Don't lie to me. Don't lie. <laughs> I've heard of Greeley. Of course, I've heard of that. I've heard of Greeley. I know you guys where's, where's have. Where's my free I'm from Sumter. I've heard of Greeleyville. The stipulation. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee I come from the smallest town up here. But anyway, we can get I don't know, there. man. I'll challenge you. All right, I'll challenge all right. you on that. But I, I'm from that place, which is not too far from Charleston. It's about 45 minutes or whatever, but proximity. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm from. And I'm in Columbia now. I'm working... Uh, there, and I see these guys periodically, so that's cool. Not enough. Oh, what am I working on? I am working on this thing called Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, maybe you guys Great. heard of that. Thank you. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those. I don't know, lightning in a bottle situations. I guess you know, everything is happening at uh, at once. This book coming out. Of course, you guys seen the Jessica Jones Netflix. Um, have not watched the series yet. For various reasons, because I'm not trying to get influenced too much by it, but I heard that was great. Luke Cage gets introduced in that, and of course, he's got a Netflix show dropping in the fall, Iron Fist um, as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited to be a part of that whole, you know, that whole experience. Is this is this on? on? Do the one two. Oh right, one, okay. Two, one, two. Um, I'm Megan Wilson. I am the colorist on Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat. Yeah. Thank you. 
And uh, I guess since we're giving our South Carolina history stories here, I, I'm actually from Clemson, like Clemson proper. Uh-oh. And uh, I Boy, grew up cool. there from age 5 to 22 before moving to California and then since moving back. So. Well, there's something about the California connection in South Carolina with artists because you you out there – now Britney's out there. I don't right. know why she went out there. Babs Tar, she went out there. Now she's back. You know. All right. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I think yeah. I, I was five years in grad school and then came okay. back to work here. So. Good next, Chris. Uh, my name's Chris Sims. <laughs> Give it up. Uh, I am currently co-writing uh, X Men '92 for Marvel Comics. I clap for y'all. Y'all clap for me. Thank you. Uh, I was born in Ohio, but uh, since I was five, I have lived in Sumter, South Carolina. It's uh, a city on the grow. We, we're getting a Moe's like next week. It's very That's exciting. True. That's true. We got a Dunkin' and a Starbucks now. Yeah. That Starbucks opened 2014. <laughs> Late 2014, we got that Starbucks. Uh, yeah, I'm from Sumter, and uh, I used to drive up to Columbia to get my comics uh, at a shop where... Uh, this guy worked, and we uh, he eventually hired me to work at the shop, and then we became writing partners, and we've been writing together for about eight years, uh, nine in September, when we celebrate our anniversary. Ten's just around the corner. What's ten? Ten's just around the corner. Ten. Ten. I think. Yeah. Ten. 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 We got to write ten. Ten. Yeah. That's right. Next year. Uh, but yeah, we've been writing together for about uh, for about nine years, and uh, just last year we we kind of broke in at Marvel Comics with the X Men '92 miniseries. Now we've got that as an ongoing, and we've got a couple other projects at Marvel that were uh, just announced. We're really super excited. We're doing a damage control story uh, that's going to be in the Civil War II Choosing Sides book. Uh, and we've got a Deadpool original graphic novel, the first ever Deadpool original graphic novel, co-plotted and drawn by Rob Liefeld. Yeah. <laughs> Dreams come true, everyone. I just did a terrible sketch of Cable earlier for somebody. And uh, Rob immediately tweeted it when I put it on Twitter. And I was like, Bane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bane. That's right. That's it. Um, my name's Chad Bowers. Uh, I co-write X-Men 92 with Chris Sims. Two times uh, claps. Hit, hit Marvel times. Secret War series, now an ongoing series as of this week. Awesome. Um, and I am from a little town in Lancaster County uh, called Heath Springs, South Carolina. Now, anybody heard of Heath Springs? Uh-oh. I've been there once yeah. with you. 712 people. That's the population. <laughs> I'm not there today, so 711, I, I guess would be. I think you won. Yeah. yeah. I think you uh, won. We have a caution light, Mr. Dunkin' Donuts, on those. Uh, and we have a gas station. And that's it. Uh, yeah, so anyway. Like I said, I'm pretty sure I won. But anyway, yeah, so Chris and I have been writing X-Men 92 for uh, about half a year now. We started last, last year, kind of getting started on things, and uh, it's, it's looking to be a good year for us, so, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you guys broke into comics. Um, let's see, you're all, well, you're all Marvel. That's right. <laughs> you're, all, uh, you're all Marvel, that tell Marvel you titles, man. too. That's it. <laughs> that rebirth stuff, man, is like... Mar- Marvel loves South Carolina, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Marvel loves South Carolina and North Carolina and occasionally Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd have had Babs here. She's, she's SEC. DC. They love, they love great she, football. She is DC, yeah. You know, any, any good football school, Marvel is going to, you know, they're going to chime in and say, what's a good football school? Or Clemson. USC. Where? Where's Clemson? Clemson. They're not SEC, but they're good Georgia. He's a Georgia guy. ACC's all right. Yeah, they're all right. 
So how'd you how'd you guys um how'd you guys get at Marvel? I guess let's might as well just say it. You're all you're all working for Marvel. How'd you get into Marvel? How'd we get at Marvel? Yeah, we'll um, jump ahead. Um, shucks. Um, honestly, I was kind of off and on for a few years, um, last five years, um, and I befriended uh, a few editors there. Um, that's the key to getting in. Buddy up with some of the editors, offer a drink to them, you know, at a party. And uh, get them drunk. No, I'm just kidding. Don't get them. And say, so, you said that night that I could do. You know, but um, get them a sign that night. Get them a sign yeah. that yeah. night. Just yeah, carry a contract in your back pocket. Oh yeah, you have it right there. Aha. Uh-huh. But um, actually, I met Axel Alonzo at Savannah in another South Carolina connection. Um, but it, you know, technically, um, we were at a symposium um, that he was a part of, and I was there doing some kind of workshop thing. And uh, Axel Alonso is the editor-in-chief at Marvel. And uh, we got we got to talking about music, which was totally, you know, we didn't talk about comics, which is another good way to kind of befriend some of these creators. You know, they, they like to talk about stuff more than, you know, whether, you know, Spider-Man should have the big eyes or the, you know, the... The squinty eyes. Okay, what do you where do you stand on that, Sanford? Um, you're, you're a big eyes guy, right? I'm a, I'm a big eyes guy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a big eyes. <laughs> Give it up for those Tom McFarlane eyes, everybody. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, you know, Spider Man ninety two. Tom McFarlane. It was my gateway. Tom McFarlane, Spider Man was like, okay, I, I want to draw comics. Him and Rob Liefeld of all things, you know. But you draw, um, dress, you draw, you draw just like both of them too. Oh yeah, well you know it's a. <laughs> A, a whirlwind of just chaos everywhere, but uh, we write like them. Yeah, you write like them. <laughs> we should be doing a book together then. Why not? We, we, we've talked about don't, it. For don't, years. don't say it, Sam. We did. They'll, I know, right? Hold you to that. Um, okay, digressing like crazy here, but uh, uh, basically, you know, we got to become good friends, and over the last year and a half, uh, three years, we were going back and forth. I got some work over there. At Marvel, and then shortly after that, um, me and a writer for uh, Power Man Iron Fist, David Walker, I've known him for a long time. We started to work on Shaft. You guys heard of that? Uh, it's a comic over at Dynamite. It's doing really well right now. I did some covers for that. I did a run of covers, and somehow our names started, you know, tying together. And um, you know, of course, Axel was like, you know. You know that David Walker guy, he's starting to you know blow up as a writer. How would you like to work with him? I was like, Well, I'm already working with him on something. He said, Okay, cool. Would you want to work with him over here? And I'm like, Absolutely. <laughs> and he said, Well, we'll get back to you. About a month later, we get a call. It's Power Man Iron Fist. I'm like, Okay, let's go. So uh that's pretty much long story short, uh that's uh how everything kind of came together for me. And you'd done a little bit of Marvel work prior to that, too, right? Yeah, like I said, I was just yeah. back and forth. I did, uh, actually, I did a series of uh, the, uh, what was the Secret Wars uh, oh, tie in the Runaways. I yeah. did the Runaways uh, mini over there uh, with another South Carolina native uh, writer, Noelle Stevens. And yep. she, she is from Columbia. Um, she lives out there now. Again, another Carolina. <laughs> and it's all women. So, what does that say for us men, South Carolina men? We got to hold these women here. You gotta cook for them or something. I don't know. That, they're looking at nah. They, 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 we, we'll let them go. That, but uh, yeah, that, she's that Moe's that they're building is going to shut on, it down. On Broad Street in Sumter does not does not get, make people want to stay. <laughs> My girlfriend yeah. can confirm. No, she said I'm out. I'm out. 
But yeah, I've I've done some stuff for them over the last five years. But you know, by far, you know, this is the the biggest thing. How about you, Megan? Um, as far as the initial stuff I I had started doing at Marvel was I think when we were here last year we talked about the the variant covers I'd worked on was the beginning. Yeah. And for those, I was actually pulled in by the artist that they had requested to do the covers. So that's how I stuck my way into the system. There you go. And uh, as for how I ended up on Patsy Walker, I'm not exactly sure what the whole backstory is of that. <laughs> um, I got a, an email from, from our editor, Will Moss, asking if I wanted to do the book and sent some information on it and sent some art samples. And, and yeah, I, I was in. So I think along the way, there may have been some, uh, I may have been recommended by friends that also work um, in that, you know, or color for that office as well. Um, but I don't know all the details. So it was a little bit random from from what I saw. Had, had you worked with uh, Brittany that, Williams? That's what I was going to ask, no. Chris. I'm moderating this panel. So have you, did you, have you worked with Brittany <laughs> prior to then? Had I worked with Brittany prior? No, no. I, had, I hadn't worked with Brittany or Kate before. So that was a first for everything. Although I guess, I guess, let me back up a little bit. Before Hellcat came out, yes, I had, but at the time I was asked about Hellcat, no. So leading into Hellcat, we did a little five-page story in Secret Wars 2, which mm. came out first, and we did that first. So, yes, I had done that with them, but when I was, when I was offered Hellcat, that was our first work. It's funny. She can't even tell you how she got Hellcat. <laughs> I was like, it's maybe you guys aren't really working on it. It's, <laughs> it's some kind of secret. It's like Matrix. Who knows what happens yeah. over in the office Secret there? Wars 3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right? How'd you guys? How'd you guys jump into the Marvel universe? Uh, we we have a pretty weird route, I think, because because I got in through comics criticism, um, through like I started a like I was working in a comic book store, and I knew I wanted to be a writer. I've told this story a million times. Chad, Chad could tell this just, story. Just, yeah, you want me to do it? Nah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, keep it. Under, I knew I wanted to be a writer when I was a minutes. kid, um, but. I got into comics criticism and writing about comics because I was working at a comic book store and reading comics all the time. So that's what you do when you work in a comic book store and you have 300 long boxes of back issues to read. <laughs> you just read them. I've read so many comics. Uh, and that led to a job doing that professionally as Chad and I were also trying to make comics. And so we did a bunch of self-published stuff, a bunch of indie stuff. Uh, we uh, landed a graphic novel at Oni uh, called Downset Fight that is set Right here in South Carolina. Ow. Somebody got it. <laughs> that's right. That's where, that's, that's where we live. Uh, and, you know, we, we'd done some short stuff before, but that was our first major thing. It came out from Oni. Uh, it was a pretty big deal. We went out to Emerald City to promote it uh, because it came out in February of 2014. And uh, we went out to Emerald City in March of 2014. And while we were there, we made sure to give a copy to Tom Brevoort. <laughs> Uh, but uh, at the time that was coming out, I was writing uh, an episode guide for X-Men, the animated series. And Marvel knew that they wanted to do X-Men 92 as, as part of Secret Wars. Uh, but they didn't have any other plot beyond that. They're just like, we want to do 90s X-Men. I had just written a bunch about 90s X-Men, cartoons and comics. Uh, I had written about how the, the Scott and Jean wedding issue, that was the first back issue I ever bought. Uh, I wrote about how I got ripped off by a kid in seventh grade uh, who, made, who sold me X-Men number one for $6. Uh, 
That and that's a that's a deal. That's, not, that's ninety four money. That's ninety four. That's money. Clinton administration yeah. money. It's a deal. Uh, but uh, so again, we kind of we kind of talked to editors, and they were like, "Hey, do you you know would you have interest in working on X Men ninety two? So I said, "No," because who wants to write comics with Wolverine in them? Uh, but yeah, like that's that's pretty much how we got into Marvel was kind of a lot of networking, a lot of talking to people, and. More importantly, I think, or as importantly, because networking is important and talking to people is important and and making sure people are aware that you exist is important, but you, you have to prove that you can do it. You know, like we did Downset Fight and uh, it got a, got a little bit of buzz. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if there was anything else I needed to say. I mean, it... it it was actually picked this year uh, by the New York Public Library as one of their summer reading books, so that was really cool for us. Awesome. Um, for for teens, we did, we did not set out to write a graphic novel for teens, but I wanted something my mom could have in her eighth grade classroom, so that's kind of how it ended. Yeah, does take place in a school, or it has other stuff in a school. Like yeah, some stuff. Very relatable. Yeah, it very is. relatable to teens who uh, fight bear men. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's you know we kind of showed we could do it. We showed we could hit deadlines. We showed we could uh, work with artists, and and we were very lucky to work with uh, amazing artists all throughout our career of self publishing stuff. And a lot of I, that was people we uh, we'd met through me doing criticism. I would say one of the other things that probably got us some some of the attention that we uh, that led to X Men ninety two was uh, we were doing a uh, a digital first book called Subatomic Party Girls uh, for Monkey Brain. Uh, with Erica Henderson, and for those of you who may know or recognize Erica's name, Erica is the artist on uh, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Uh, and so Erica uh, got, got you know, in at Marvel, and Chris and I sort of figured, we were like, hey, if Erica got in at Marvel, <laughs> most, of, most of her, like, sequential work was with us. Yeah. I, so they had to at least look at our books. You say that. <laughs> what my thought process was was, Erica's getting more white, we get more. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, uh, and then we got called to do X Men. So, so it's fine. So, so we we yeah we we figured there was at least an opportunity there. So we actually did did the networking thing too. We sent some emails. We talked to people. And before you know, wasn't very long before they sort of surprised us and, and offered us. They offered us X Men ninety two, which was great. They just really didn't necessarily know what X Men ninety two was when they offered it to us. And it was a weird thing because I was the one who kind of wanted to to wait it out because um, I was like, look, you know, we gave like. Tom Brevoort knows our book exists. We talked to him about it. He said he liked it. You know, uh, we know editors at Marvel. We know a couple editors at DC. We know a couple, you know, edit, we've worked at Oni. Uh, like, they know where to find us. And Chad was like, no, I'm going to send him an email and see if he's got any work for us. And he did. So, you know, it, it wasn't a cold email because we had talked yeah. to, to those guys before. But it was a, it was a matter of... of Hey, uh, do you have any work for us? Yeah, it, it just so happens we right. do, and and it doesn't always work because I, I can tell you I've been emailing John Barber at IDW for the last seven years about writing GI Joe, and he barely knows who I am. They so us, it doesn't they always get, work. They trust us with Wolverine. Yeah, they won't trust us with GI Joe. Yeah, the Not day that X ninety two miniseries was announced, I was like, Hey, John Barber, what's up? Yeah. They let us write Wolverine. Won't you let us write Snake Eyes? But you know, you nothing. know what's interesting is that I guarantee you, you know, give it. Honestly, by the summer, you guys are doing this. The name starts to bubble, you know, and grow. I guarantee you, you'll go to the show, and it's like it never fails. They'll come to you. Yeah, it happens. IDW just, people or whatever, uh, they'll come they, to you, and it's like 
Oh, I see how it is now. Now know, you can, man. you know, you can, you know, floss on them a little. Yeah, bit, yeah. You know? And getting getting that first thing out. <laughs> I sent a lot of emails. <laughs> like that's why you I'm floss. probably blocked. That's why you floss. You can floss on yeah, them. Say, Look, right. man. Getting that first thing out is very important. Yeah. That you know, getting getting the little projects out that lead to your first big project. Getting the stuff that comes after your first big project. Like it, it's. Talk, you know, the thing that we always tell people is like talking about it is super easy and super fun and actually sitting down and doing it is super difficult. And we have the easiest job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have the hard job uh, that takes all the time. Like we like, – What people want to look at. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so easy to write the X-Men fight the Avengers and that's two pages. We get, we get you ain't two never page lie. rates for you that. Never, you never lie. I, I've had – Okay, we're going down this rabbit hole real quick. <laughs> I want to go down this rabbit. Um, I love my, my my buddy David Walker, but I tell you what, I've got a not exposing you know what's happening in issue four. I guarantee you, three he, hasn't come out yet. So I know the X Men fight the Avengers <laughs> though. The X Men yeah. fights the Avengers. You know, Luke and Danny are caught in the middle, in the middle of, of, it. of it. This is the beginning of the Civil War. Yeah, you know. He's, he, it's a paragraph, and I got like, you know, eight pages <laughs> oh, to wow. draw off of, you know. No, it's not that extreme, but it's close. It's close. It, it's really easy for us to write. Yeah, he's a half horse, half bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> we had that, my reference files are insane. You have a I love Google. <laughs> you might want to run it past the moderator. Adam, no, may no. I ask a question? Megan gets free passes. Oh, oh. all right. So... <laughs> What you I guess I guess you can you can back me up on this too. Just that we in our position we'll see a variety of scripts, and some of them are very flushed out, but almost more of a story, like a page describes sure. three scenes and not broken down. Do you break your stuff down, and how do you think about that, or do you work with the artists individually to find their preference? That's a good question. Um, it's funny because we work both ways actually. Like with uh the the first thing that we did with X Men ninety two X Men ninety two was a digital first series. Uh, and we did that as a plot first and the script second. So basically what we did is we have a pretty detailed script that we gave Scott Koblish, uh, and it might be like eight pages of really just like prose. And then Scott kind of... We, we break it down into scenes. We yeah. have like scene one, this is happening, maybe some dialogue so that he would know how to set the stage and, and you know. Yeah. And those are, bro- those are broken down into about 15 scenes, and Scott can decide sort of how, where those scenes, you know, end. Uh, and so that that was really neat. We kind of liked that because what you would, you didn't quite know what you were going to get back. Like a lot of times when you write full script, you kind of have an idea of what the page should look like in your head. But when you're writing like that, it's really up to the artist. And I actually kind of I don't want to say that I prefer that. It was just a really neat way to do it. Actually, um, I'm sorry. No, that's what call that uh, Marvel style. Marvel style. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's where the term came from because you know um, the great Stan Lee. He, you know he did. Did it that way for the most part. Him and Jack Kirby, it was more of a collaborative yeah. approach. Yeah, Stan would do like a paragraph, right. and then Jack Kirby would do like 22 pages. They, <laughs> they'd go to lunch, yeah. they'd have a phone call, and then Jack would make the, mo- the greatest comics I've ever yeah, made. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Silver Surfer story is the best one, right? Because it's where Stan is like, okay, so uh, Galactic, this, this thing called, uh, wh- wh- I don't know, he, he, I don't think he named it, but he was like, the, you yeah. know, this just giant space thing comes yeah. to Earth and it's going to eat the planet and the Fantastic Four have to stop it. And it comes back and it's got the Silver Surfer in it. And Stan's like, who is this? And Jack Kirby's like, that's a silver surfer. <laughs> you know, and yeah, then obviously. He was like, okay, yeah, come on. <laughs> Look at him. Sounds good. What else would you call him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think we, when we work with a new artist, um, 
our scripts, our, our, our first script with a new artist, and it, it was like this with Matt Diggs. Mm-hmm. It was like this with it was like this with Alti, uh, who's the artist on the current X Men ninety two. Um, our first scripts are always really detailed. Uh, you know, we we try. We've been at it long enough that we try not to get into too much artistic direction. You know, we don't. I try not to specify camera angles other than you know close up or you know pull back to reveal like that stuff. Uh, but then by you know by the third issue by the fourth issue like after we've worked with a while those scripts loosen up a lot because we know there's a there's a trust there that develops like we know that you can uh we we worked with Matt Diggs on a webcomic that we did called Awesome Hospital our first couple scripts were really detailed but then like uh by by the time that guy was drawing a uh uh a pregnant robot who was uh working at this hospital uh, and, and tending to a Frankenstein who had had his arm pulled off, uh, we were like, we were just like, yeah, it's a Frankenstein, his arm pulled off, it's fine. Um, and then you, you do kind of, you, but you do kind of learn, like, uh, there's there's a, a a language of comics that Chad and I speak as you know dudes who are in their mid thirties who grew up with Tom McFarlane and grew up with with Rob Liefeld. Uh, and, and who have read the same back issues, like who have very similar tastes in what we pull out of dollar bins to 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 get and and read for fun. That we can, uh, Scott Kowalchuk, who's the artist on Downside Fight, said we do twin talk, where we we will speak in references to things as for how we want this comic, and he does not understand what we're talking about. <laughs> but we've been talking to each other about comics since I was fifteen. Uh, and then when we work with a creator who who doesn't have uh, you know, similar background. Like we could, you know, Sanford is probably like, you know, you got in with the same kind of comics that we got into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we could probably, you know, just be like, yeah, 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 you know, like that, like that one issue of, uh, of Marvel Godzilla where Godzilla is six feet tall and wearing a trench coat, you know, just do it like that. Like the fuck you seen in that issue. <laughs> uh, whereas, uh, you know, Alti has a, a different background from us. You know, she's, she's from the Philippines. Uh, she didn't read X Men comics. Growing she up. didn't read X. She didn't read X Men comics growing up. You know, they, they X Men number thirty was not the most important thing that ever happened to her. Uh, they they played U uh, two's one as the first dance of Cyclops and Jean Grey. Uh, it's a little. It's never leaving. It's here forever. Um, so when we like when we were like, oh yeah, you know, uh, like for example, like oh the Marauders show up, or you know. To use an actual example of something that's coming up, Blade shows up, but he's not movie Blade. He's like '90s Blade, like like Midnight Suns Blade. Oh man, like, that's something that we have to like provide a lot more reference for. Pouches and Spike, spikes, spikes on his shoulder, spikes red, red red t shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah, t shirt. What about you? What about you guys? Though I'm curious Great though design. from from the artistic side. You can. What do turn, you prefer? Turn it off now. Like, turn do you have off. a? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's one of the good. That's one of the reasons I put you guys together. Also, I knew I would do very little work. Like from 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 your point of view, like is it better to get something like the the long form script, or do you prefer to get like a full script where everything's kind of broken out for you? What do you prefer? Let's go in order of who gets the pages next. Who gets the pages okay, next? Yeah. Okay. Um, we should, honestly, we should be sitting. Right. <laughs> I know, right? Let's go assembly in. line. Let's get to work. Okay, I should be here. Then. <laughs> but uh, I honestly, uh, because of the schedule, okay, when you're dealing with. I call it, uh, we'll call it uh, corporate comics, Marvel, DC. <laughs> corporate comics, they're on a schedule. 
Okay, say what you will about Image, IDW, all this other stuff. They're on schedules too, but they're not on a schedule. Like, your, your livelihood depends on the schedule. So I need a script, honestly, that's a lot more fleshed out. It helps me because if you spell it out to me, you give me, you know, not, not to the point to where, okay, upshot view of the skyline, you know, whatever. I don't need all of that. I just need specifics on what's happening in panel one, panel two, so on and so forth. What time of day it is. The, the, the date. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the I'm bad about need. leaving out the date. Like, oh, it's my time. I never put that in there. Like, I, this thing happens. Yeah, and it's not even, you don't even have to go as far as that because yeah. if you're telling me something, and if we're actually even having conversations about, about things, I think that helps too. I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, emails or, or whatever is it, cool, but let's have a conversation about your script so that I could, okay, now I know where I'm going. I know what time of day or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Now I can, you know, get, get going on it. And honestly, um, you know, I, I guess i give you some inside baseball. I'm working on issue four right now about to wrap that up because the script was well laid out and plotted out. I was able to get through it from thumbnail to finishing inks in about four weeks, maybe yeah, somewhere around four weeks. Mm. I was drawing 22 pages as cover and all that stuff and going in and editing colors, you know, to make sure the daytime or whatever is correct. But it, it does take a lot of communication for me so that, you know, and I prefer that. So I prefer at least a little bit of, pacing and structure broken into it because if you imagine a script going from the writer's hands to the artist's hands and then what I get is a hodgepodge of something completely different, it's a little hard for me sometimes to find what was the intent if it's not at least broken out into some type of, oh, I'm around page seven now, so where in the script am I supposed to be referencing? Um, But that being said, um, I, I also kind of enjoy the looseness of some of the freer scripts because it is interesting to see the dynamic of how did it transform from the writer to the artist to what I finally see. Yeah. And it's a it's a fun spot to be in where I think only the letterer also sees it is we're completely hands off on that transition because it all happens upstream of us, but we do still see the script. So we know kind of where it started from and we know about all the little changes that were made. So I'm not super picky one way or the other on that. Um, I think there's you know, entertainment on one side and, and the other side when it's broken out a little more, at least to some level structurally, um, it's mainly just for speed. It's easier to cross-reference stuff in the script. Like I said, we have the easiest job in, in comics, you know, but along with storytelling, the most important thing that we do is we make, we, we try to make your jobs easier. Like, we, we provide reference for when we need a specific thing. Uh, we, we stay kind of hands-off when we, when, if, if we have an artist who wants to, you know, get a little looser with the ideas. Um, I work with uh, uh, an artist called Steve Downer on a book about Dracula that I do, a different book about Dracula that I do. People don't uh, know Dracula's in our book yet. Yeah. Well, he's on the, the solicitations are out. Dracula's in our book. Everybody, we just said Blade showed up. That's not in the solicitations. Uh, but uh, Steve likes to occasionally like I write very detailed scripts like I write full scripts for Steve but he will occasionally change panel order he'll change page layout unless I have something like very specific that I have in mind like he he is free to reinterpret those panels however he wants but our job is to say 
hey, we need it, like when we need something specific, hey, we need it to look like this so that we don't have to go in and rewrite or in an even worse case scenario that the artist would have to go in and redraw. Uh, you know, we're, we're bad about specifying time of day. And if that's something that's really important to the story and we don't give that note to the colorist, uh, then the colorist has to go in and recolor that whole scene. Because if it's nighttime, everything looks different. We just had that. We, we, ju- had that we just did too, that, yeah. and it's totally our fault. Yeah. Uh, you guys are evil. I know. I'm, look, very... I felt terrible. I felt terrible pointing out. I was like, can we rewrite this so that this works? Because like, I don't want to have to send <laughs> can, that email. Can we email? rewrite this vampire story so that it's mid-afternoon? <laughs> yeah, because the, the first X-Men 92, our first arc, takes place over one night. It yeah. starts on a morning and it goes to the next morning. And so we go all through the night and there's like vampire stuff going on. And the second issue came in and it's this nice big shot of the uh, the X-Mansion. Uh, and it's like at nighttime. And Alti, who drew the first issue, knows that it's at nighttime. Yeah. Right. But if you just get that first issue and there's there's this, you know, black and white like panel there. Uh, Matt Mila called it as if it was like daytime or kind of dusk, and it was like, oh man! It was like, well, we've already written and, uh, yeah. and penciled the scene in the next issue where it's where dawn breaks, <laughs> yeah. and it's a very important yeah. scene. Hey, sorry about that. But it's you know it's the same thing with lettering. Like if we write too much, which we always do, then the letter has got to put it on the page, and then we have to go in for lettering corrections. And yeah. if uh, unless we're looking at the page, and and we're like, okay, this is clearly too much dialogue to fit in this panel. Like, then the letterer is going to have to either figure out how to fit it all in there, which is a pain, yeah. or go back and re-letter it if it's already done. So everybody's job, I think, is to is to make the next person's job easier. Like, our job is to make it easy for the artist to draw. The artist's job, you know, the penciler's job, put the put the X's in where it needs to be inked, where you need the the spots. Uh, you know, make sure you leave room for the letterer. Make sure you know the, you, you're giving visual cues to the colorist just in case you need them. So it it, it is it's a really because like, it's really cool. It's a really cool collaborative medium, but everybody is kind of pitching in to help out the next person, and and it, that kind of all starts with us, and we screw it up constantly. <laughs> Adam, I have another question. The, can I can I ask a question? Sure, go ahead, Chad. All right. How do you guys feel? <laughs> this this is I sorry, I turn this it is, off. This is Man, behind the scenes. This has so much yeah. to do with South all Carolina. All I'm going to do is ask, I'm going to ask these also, guys barbecue. how much they hate writers. That's all I'm going to do. Um, how do you guys feel about uh, like a writer who might have like a complicated panel or something like that doing thumbnails for it? How do you feel, Sanford? Um, I guess that's probably. I don't mind it if he knows. This is why I have to talk to the writer. Right. Because you send me an email. Now I'm, I'm kind of pigeonholed or I'm put in a box, you know, because it's almost like this is the expectation. And, you know, again, you know, we said it plenty of times where the artist likes to have the freedom. I, I, I want, a, you know, a nice script, but I also want it to uh, be communicated that, you know, there's liberties that can be taken here that, hey, it's cool. You know, you don't have to do this, you know, but if you're sending me something, saying, hey, here's here's where, where I was going with this idea or whatever, now I feel like, okay, you want me to do exactly that. So, you know, I, I've me, done me that. and you have to go outside on that one. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Take it outside real quick. I think if you're, if you're doing your thumbnails in the sense of to help yourself establish pacing, I, I mean, I think that's, that's, fine. that's absolutely fine and, yeah. and probably helpful. And I think as long as, 
to, to address your your point, I think as long as it's suggestive and not this is the way to like do it in. or just this yeah. is how I thought about it, yeah. then I, I don't well, I think yeah, it would be I, okay. But I'm I, also not the artist, so. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to share really quick. I had that happen. This is earlier mm-hmm. on, and it was with the other company. We can't the see company. the other company yeah. now because it's Rebirth, so they don't even, what are they? They're not even. <laughs> Rebirth Comics. This was a company that was based in New York, not Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell you, that's totally different. But there was a writer, and he's a well-established veteran guy, and he's an artist. He used to be an editor. I keep going. Some of you guys might figure it out. How tall is he? Where does he live? If I say that, you get it. He is about 6'6"? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Got it. Nailed it. But he sent me the entire script was thumbnailed out. Entire script, so it's not just a scene or an idea. The entire script, so it was like, I mean, specific to the point of where he wanted every character to be placed, that kind of thing. He had notes pointing. This is this is character A. This is character B. This is I'm like, it it will take you longer to read that than to read the script and thumbnail it out yourself, and then pencil a page because you're going through making sure that you don't miss these characters that he's placed. You know, in in every that was a nightmare. It was a nightmare, and it was. Uh, if I say the name of the book, you might get it. No, you won't. Legion of Superheroes is. It was. I, I worked on one issue. One issue was the last issue, and it was the worst thing I've ever done as far as like work because I lost my. You guys are sitting there trying to figure out who I'm talking about. It's almost like this guy's been doing this since he was like 13 years old. <laughs> in the in the mid 60s. I don't know. You you tell me. Obviously, you know better than I do, but. Um, you know, that that was it was really um, it, was it was frustrating. It was very frustrating because it took more time to read notes than to read the script and to read the story. If that makes sense, I'm trying to figure. I'm yeah. t- I was trying to figure out all that stuff. You're Generally, basically what cross-referencing two things and trying to figure yeah. out what's happening, and it takes three times longer. It takes three times longer. Yeah. Generally, and what I hear is an extreme example. That is an extreme example. <laughs> You're basically taking all the fun out of the artist's job yeah. by yeah. telling them exactly what to draw. I take all the creativity out of it. I will occasionally have like a, a thumbnail that I'll send in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're. <laughs> uh, 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 we're working on a panel. We're working on number six right now, and um, it uh, it opens with um, I'll tell you. It opens with sword. Are you guys familiar with sword? The 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 not shield, but sword in Marvel shield Comics. Space. The yeah, other, shield, the other. space yeah. shield. Yeah, uh, and we've kind of we've got Abigail Brand in there. If you guys know who Abigail Brand is, well, we're actually doing the '90s version of Abigail Brand, which requires her to be redesigned. So she kind of like. Uh, fits that 90s aesthetic, right? Yeah. And we both have very strong ideas about what she should probably look like from, from that time period. She has big hair. She, big she does hair. have big she, she does. She kind of looks like, uh, well. Riptide? Yeah. Yeah, Riptide. She's yeah. got like, you know, instead of having those like Ray-Bans that she's got, she's got like John Lennon sunglasses oh, that are awesome. green tinted and she's wearing like, you know, trench coat and all kinds of stuff. So. Okay, with but, big shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Shoulders. Uh, but but at the same time, like, because Alti doesn't come from the same background that we do there are times where i that where i'm like okay what point of reference should i give her on this you know what what should i do i don't want to necessarily lock her into a specific look like i don't want her to look like i drew it i want to look like you drew it but at the same time it it, you know culturally she comes from a very different place than we do so i want to make sure that i'm not like stepping on her toes but there's a very complicated panel in number one 
where where they're on the they're on the peak satellite and Abigail Brand is on like this platform thing that's actually moving around the building. Uh, so it's, sometimes it's upside down, but other people aren't upside down, and then there's sideways stuff. And I'm kind of like, man, how do I convey that without confusing myself in the script, <laughs> and then like give it to somebody else? So I've, I've kind of thumbnailed that out, but I don't necessarily want to like you know, like uh, right. uh, offend anybody. So I was just kind of getting your opinion about it. I should probably ask my artist. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I was gonna say the person that I work with would probably be I the said, better person. I said it a couple of times in there, hoping that you catch. Yeah, on, no, like, no, talk I got to it. him on the phone. <laughs> no, she she's real cool. Like we we actually did one a little bit of that in number four, and she was very very cool with it. And she did not <clears throat> do any of the stuff that like I put on the page, but it was neat for her. I think I hope hopefully it was helpful to see sort of like where we were going with that. Because we have a bunch of blades on a panel, right? It's like, what does that mean? So anyway. Uh, but in, in terms of that design, like, it's really cool to see what Ulti does when we send her two reference points and say, we want the thing that's exactly between these two. Right, exactly. Like, we, we introduce, it's out now, so we introduce a new character who's Alpha Red, who's the prototype Omega Red. Very clever. <laughs> It's an idea I've been wanting to do forever. X- X-Men 92, that's what that uh, is. But, like... I, we basically sent her, okay, this is what Omega Red looks like. This is what current 2016 Marvel Dracula looks like. We want him to look exactly in the middle of those two things. And that's exactly what he looks like. She did like. great. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's amazing. He's like, amazing. Yeah, the, yeah. the design is, is phenomenal. Like, she did such a bang-up job. So, like, when it came time to, for, for us to do this weird 90s version of this character who was created in, what, 2008? Yeah, yeah. To do the 1992 version, we were like, okay, here's what she looks like now. <laughs> here's uh, here's Riptide. Here's a picture of four non blondes. Yeah. <laughs> like, somewhere can in you, there can is you this please, character. Like, yeah, can, <laughs> these are yeah. the these are the points on the graph. We want the exact middle of this. Yeah. So that was fun. And that, that's always cool too. Is with the writer um, collaborating with him on his thoughts on the character design um, of it. Um, I love to create character design but it's really cool to see his idea because of course he's writing it long before I start drawing it and he's already got a ton of ideas so that helps a lot to get that kind of direction hey you know four non-blondes meets you know I don't know. Uh, the Matrix. Lady Gaga. I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like. Pretty much. Put something yeah. in the middle. <laughs> Pretty put much some, what we wanted. Put yeah. something in the middle of that. And then you, you got, this is what we want. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, uh, and, and also, it's not, it, it's not like totally fair for us to do more than that. Like, it's not, it's not fair for us to, uh, to get more specific than saying a little bit of this, a little bit of this, you know, put it in a blender and see what you come out with. Because we don't have to draw it. Because y'all got to draw it. Yeah, exactly. You have to draw it and color it. So, like, it can be as complicated as you want, uh, and, and she can have as many accessories as you want. Like, we have an aesthetic that we're kind of trying to get to, but, you know, we don't have to draw it. <laughs> so Sometimes, actually, even with the design sense of it, like with um, you guys reading the uh, Power Man Iron Fist, uh, one of the rising villains is a female named Black Mariah. She used to be back in the the uh, late 70s. And um, I wanted to change her up. She was kind of, you know, frumpy, homely-looking home, homely character. But I wanted to give her the same kind of mask, but still kind of make it more, uh, lack of a better word, sexy, but still give her the same feel that she could be this big, powerful woman. So, um, and the, David was, you know, he was trying to think of some ideas 
he didn't really have anything to go off of yet. And I just started doing some research. And I said, you know what? Why not make her kind of like cool and hip like a Missy Elliott? But, yeah, she's that size. You know, just imagine, you know, she's fun, but she, she can be, you know, she's nothing to play with. You know, she ain't no, you know she's not a, you know, a joke, but she still has this kind of uh, energy about her. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, great. And he went off of that, and he changed the whole script, at least the first issue, based off of my suggestion. So sometimes by talking on the phone, <laughs> you can come up with some cool ideas, you know, together. So. So you keep mis- you keep mentioning this telephone thing, and uh, one <laughs> well, of the, one of the questions know, it beats <laughs> if you don't have Skype or well, you know one whatever. of the things I was going to talk about like with technology bringing it back to um, being in the state of South Carolina, um, yeah. <laughs> we had talked before about kind of how you know used to be the work in comics you had to live in New York, but now like here we got all you guys that live in South Carolina. Have you felt that, that living here in Columbia or, or around here in Greenville uh, that it has been a detriment to your careers? I mean, you're all working, so it's not. So how do you think it's affected your careers living here in South it Carolina? I was looking this way. I felt their eyes looking. That's because I feel like Stanford. I've talked, I always talk too much on these panels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let, let Chad go. I think Chad. Well, I... I guess, I, I mean, with everything being so digital now, um, in terms of the pages that come to me, they're all already scanned and it's all digital I don't think being remote is really that different. I imagine if I lived in New York, I probably wouldn't be in the Marvel office that often. (laughs) Um, I think one thing that may make a difference is initially trying to break in. You have less visibility than if you're going to all the cons that the editors are going to. Mm -hmm. So like New York in that example. West Coast especially. And San Diego. And so so I, I think it's less, I think that's probably more the issue is once you had something to show, if you aren't, actually crossing paths with anybody to show it to, that would be probably the only hindrance I would see. I call uh, San Diego. Whoa. What happened there? Sorry, I think I, 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 <laughs> I had a thing with my foot. I'm sorry. Is everybody still, everybody still plugged in? <laughs> yeah. All right. You might set it off in here, it looks like. here. Um, thought it was a ghost. You might want to put that on the floor, man. No? Hey, just keep talking. I'm going to crawl under okay. the table. Oh, wow. <laughs> one, one of those kind of panels, huh? That's good. Off panel. Um, I think that's why South Carolina, uh, I'm sorry, not South Carolina, not this con, but uh, San Diego, I call it the necessary evil <laughs> because I hate going. Uh, I, I love these kind of conventions that's more comic-driven. Um, Heroes is great up in Charlotte. Um, San Diego is a necessary evil because it is everything but this medium. You know, it's the medium, but it, it's... You know, it's not this. It's not the heart of it. It's all the other stuff, the Hollywood stuff. If, if you want to see a, uh, if you want to see some clips of the new Divergent movie, <laughs> right? Go out in that you know twenty four hour line outside of the convention center because that's what I would say sixty percent of the fans come to stand in line for three days, which yeah. is insane, or camp out for three days. Funny story, I thought they were homeless one time. I thought they were homeless people out there. But I said, oh, my God, they got all these homeless people out here. And they're they're spending all, all like this money weird. You know, inside. It's such a, you know, these guys are so, you know, whatever. And Katniss has really fallen on hard times. And I really, yeah. <laughs> you know, then I realized, I saw, you know, uh, walked up and I saw, saw some, like, con badges and stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, these guys aren't homeless. 
they're they're one of us. You know, <laughs> we're practically homeless anyway. But uh, you know, it is a sight to behold. It is a it's sight. It's the weirdest. It's crazy. You know, but you go there because you have a, a project, even though it's not the 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 main focus. The comic side of it is still the the nucleus of it. Um, the reason why all that stuff exists, of course, is this anyway. So. The fans, even though you got that many people out there waiting for, you know, uh, to see the trailer of, you know, the the third, you know. Um, Chipmunks movie. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far, but, uh, you know, any anything that they had. Um, see, you got me going on. a. a, a they had a panel for, um, oh, Burn Notice. You guys ever seen that on the USA Network? They were out there. They were passing up flyers, and they were doing all this stuff with burn notice. And that, you know, it's not no longer on the air. But I was like, really? Okay, <laughs> this is it's gone crazy. Is the show's gone crazy? But uh, you I know, love the burn notice was the one that like that was your point. That was <laughs> like a tipping point. point. That was the tipping point. Green says characters are not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, once I once you, once you realize that, then it's like you know, there's not much you can do with this thing except just. Go with the flow for the most part. If you got new product, um, you know, fortunately for all of us, we, you know, working at Marvel, it's, you know, you kind of get the whole, you know, you get everything. You know, you get the multimedia package with Marvel. You're working on this X-Men stuff, of course, there's going to be, you know, cartoons and movies and all that stuff. And you ride on the coattails of that stuff. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll find yourself, you know, sitting next to J.J. Abrams at a, in a panel or something, you know. I've had something weird like that. I happened to meet with Stan Lee. It was kind of weird. He just sat right down. I was like, oh, my God, that's Stan Lee right there. You know, he looked like, you know, a skeleton, but he – but it was pretty awesome. He's an awesome skeleton. I didn't want to touch him because I felt like he would, like, disintegrate if I did. Oh, He's a big fan of Burn Notice. Uh, he was a big fan. Love Burn Notice. Have you seen Burn Notice? He's that. Oh, it's Burn Notice. He's the only along. guy at San Diego that moves fast. Because he's got a protective shield of 20 people yeah, clearing the aisle for him. And he can just walk. He has this orb of people. Like, <laughs> but it's Hate funny. It. You can see a crowd of people and you start seeing them kind of separate. And you know it's him coming with the entourage. It's usually him. The, the funniest thing wild. is like... The funniest thing I saw in San Diego is like you see like people will be going to the panels where they announce the movies. And I don't know if you know this, actors are beautiful. <laughs> so you see like you can see like, oh, there's there's Rosario Dawson. She is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. There's an extremely handsome gentleman walking by. And then they're followed by whoever either created the comic that they're they're being in. And he looks like us. Like he's like like, like, like who's that like troll? Like twelve bags. Who's that monster? Sweaty twelve bags. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know, San, San Diego. San Diego is garbage, <laughs> and I hate it. I, 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 I worked it a bunch of times covering it for for Comics Alliance, but it is like, it is the one show that everybody goes to. So if you want to talk to editors, there they are there. If you want to talk to creators, they are there. Like you might have to to fight to get to see them. But, you know, honestly, if you could go to San Diego and never set foot in the convention center and just kind of hang yeah, out yeah. and, like, talk to the creators when they went to go get drinks or, or go to dinner with people, that's the best way to do San Diego. That is a hot tip for everybody in here. <laughs> Buy a plane ticket, not a con ticket. That's what I say. But, honestly, when me and Chad were coming up, like, knowing that, knowing that Sanford was out there 
doing work in comics. And Boy, doing, I was out there. Doing work in animation. I was out there, too. Uh, and, and, you know, knowing that, that Steve Epting was was in South Carolina. Who's here, by the way? Which Who, I was here like, today yeah. only. Serious? Go see Steve. He's rad. Yeah. You know, knowing that, you know, Jeff Parker was from up in North Carolina, that Fraction was from North Carolina. Yeah. That, yeah. Knowing that there were people that were either in our area or from our area. Hickman. Hickman, who mm-hmm. doesn't like people who know that he's from South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, knowing that there were people in our area, and, and Jesus, you know, just finding out that Noel Stevenson came up from South Carolina, just I, I didn't know that until like like six months ago. Uh, th- knowing that they were out there was really heartening, um, and it was really inspiring because, like, you know, you you feel like you know if they can do it, I can do it. You know, if 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 Steve Epting. The guy who co-created the Winter Soldier can can you know do that from from Columbia. Then why can't I? And it's you know, and we're really you know the first generation of comics creators who can do that because we're the first generation of comics creators who have email. Like you don't have to go to an all night FedEx and and send your pages and pray that they get there, like they like they used to have to do. Every blue moon, in my little sick twisted way, I will travel to the FedEx out by the airport. Just because I want to, you know, I want to live that, you know, that moment that uh, John Buscema. Live that Mark Grunewald yeah, life. Mark Gr- do, you, do you actually send anything or do you just go out there? I go out there and I say, hey, guys. You guys still need uh, it. You guys need anything done? I need an 11 right? by 17 box. <laughs> just playing. I know, right? Actually, I got to do that today. I got to go deliver some stuff to Emerald City. So in a, in a way, you don't have to do it for that. It's, a, it's the other way now where you got to send stuff out to – you know, you're shipping, you know, uh, product places, you know, to, yourself. to, to myself <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and to uh, cons. I, I do a lot of these, you know, shows, especially this year, you know, doing Emerald City out there um, and then Chicago. So you're 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 still you still have it, but it's in a different way of, you know, having to deal with postal service and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and it's it, we we chat and I did I just cut you off? No. <laughs> Every panel, keep keep going. We've we've been really lucky to work with artists, not just who are great artists, which we have, but uh, we've worked with artists from all over the world. You know, we uh, Matt Diggs is in California. Erica Henderson is up in Boston. in Boston. Uh, Alti is in the Philippines right now, drawing X Men ninety two, uh, and that is not a thing that would be possible yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's great to. Obviously, we're big fans of collaborating locally. I can't, you know, I can't imagine, you know, not doing cons and getting our plotting done because this is where we get our plotting done. And it's great to work with. If you can get like a team together, that's awesome. Uh, there's a there's a group out here called Frank Comics out of Columbia, and they make the best comics that you have never read. They're the funniest comics in the world, and those are all guys who you know are from Columbia and they just hang out. And and make the best comics, but the fact that you can collaborate with people, you know, internationally even is amazing. Yeah, and and we've been really lucky to do that from South Carolina, Sumter, South Carolina. From Sumter, <laughs> the Moe's opens next week, everybody. <laughs> Burritos. So we're we're actually coming to an end, but I want to try to do some audience questions. If anybody has any questions that we'd, if not, we uh, we've been an hour or so we can probably just go visit them at their tables except megan she'll just be roaming around so uh like to just thank you guys 
Anybody? 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 Any questions? No? Last, Come on. Last, Come, last on. Last Come, on. Come on. Come on. Hey, that guy's got a question. Oh, he was like. <laughs> Inside joke. That's Jeez, North Carolinian Matt is that, Wilson. Is that the first time there? barbecue came yeah. up on this panel? By Second time. Yeah. I just wanted to know how how you guys defined success. Like, at one point, did you either recognize that you uh, have become successful, or are you still working on it in your own particular, uh, I guess, uh, goalpost? Do you have your own? I mean, writing the X Men is pretty cool. Uh, and, 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 you know, being able to, I don't think I, it really sunk in kind of what the level of this, this particular stage in our career or my career, uh, was until I had a phone conference with Rob Liefeld. Um, I don't know if I would say like, I was like, oh man, I made it. This is a success because I was on my lunch break at my day job talking to Rob Liefeld. But at the same time, like that, that's a pretty big benchmark for me, but I don't necessarily consider myself a success yet or like I don't think I've accomplished everything that I want to accomplish uh, and, and I know that's not necessarily going to ever happen. Yeah. Is that what? No, no not at all. Because uh, cause every comic that I write, I hate. Uh, so Yeah. <laughs> Especially the parts I write. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Uh, no, kidding. No, but I mean at the same time like uh, – it's it's an interesting balance, you know what I mean? Because you really feel like, oh my gosh, I'm doing stuff that like only a very few people in this world get to do, uh, and you feel very lucky about that. But at the same time, it's still a job, and so you're like, you know, what what? I mean, yes, by the definition of uh, I am getting uh, paid by a major comics company to do this, that is that is an accomplishment and very successful. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know if I feel like I'm a success. You know what I mean? I feel like we would feel more successful if they still use the checks that have Spider-Man on them. Right. But they do not. Direct deposit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's never going to be enough. It's never going to be enough, uh, which is a good thing because you're always you're, you always want to do more. You always want to move on to the next thing. You always want to accomplish more and do better. Like we like we I think we both look back on stories that we did two years ago, Last week. three years ago. Sorry. Chad yesterday. <laughs> And we're like, well, we'll have to do better next time. And, and we try to. Uh, and we approach that in very different ways, Chad and I, which makes our, our writing really interesting, I think. Because I am always – I always want to be done. I always want to be done and move on to the next thing. And because if we're still working on this thing, we're not working on the next thing that's going to be better. So we, we finish this and we move on. And then we keep moving and we never, ever stop because it's never going to be enough. Uh, Chad will write until it is going to print because it's not because that issue is not good enough for him. And, you know, and honestly, all of his suggestions are right. Usually uh, we, you know, all of my all of my kind of rolling my eyes. Of, God, are we still working on this issue? <laughs> you said this panel was recorded, right? Yes. Good. <laughs> no, I like your writing more than you like mine. That's that's, that's a fact. That, that's not true. We'll settle this at the table. <laughs> Can I speak to you in private? No. Oh, arm no. wrestle, arm wrestle. No, but it's it's. But I think that's it for us. Like, like obviously, like yeah, like writing the X Men's awesome. And if I, you know, I I make myself stop and, and think about that. Like, uh, it, it's it's funny. Like when when the book was announced, it's like yeah, they can never take it away from us. 
we will always have Chris Sims and Chad Bowers, parentheses, X-Men. And that's a really cool thing. Like, it's super awesome. And we're grateful for the opportunity to do it. And we're excited that people like it. If you've bought it, thank you. If you haven't bought it, table 816. Uh, but no, like, I don't, like... I think there's among creative people there is that neuroses where it's like oh no I'm I'm not a success because I'm not I'm I'm not you know Brian Bendis I'm not Jack Kirby I'm not <clears throat> Matt Fraction I'm not Stan Lee I'm not Jim Shooter I'm not uh, any of those guys that have who? had these <laughs> oh, do you not know that guy no I have no idea who that is I hear he's a little tough to work for oh really <laughs> yeah uh, but you always have those benchmarks in your head and it's. You know, I read I read the Frank comics guys. I you know I read Power Man and Iron Fist, or I, I look at Hellcat, and it's like it's like, when am I going to be this good? You know, what, like, gosh darn it, when it, when am I going to be this good? And you know, I'm hopefully there are people out there who think that way about us. I never heard about anybody thinking that way about us. But yeah, it's it's a really cool thing, but it's success is very hard to define for for I think a lot of creative people. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, <laughs> the whole like hating everything that you just turned in and trying to do better the next issue, I think, is probably a pretty common thing. I definitely do that and try to pick something to do better at in the next issue. Um, and in terms of defining success, I think, I mean, I guess I need to give a little bit more background on on my situation and that I, I'm actually a, an engineer. I work full time. And okay. That's it. Success. Okay, we're done here. Um, no, but, but I always uh, hope that'll I'm, come up in a panel. I love that that I'm, story. I'm a relatively new reader. I got into comics in 2012, so I would also be confused wow. with, with some of your references. Jeez, um, Everyone is like, and, what? And start and started, you know, learning to color sometime that summer. It was what? very random. But that is but, amazing. But given, given, with, given the quality of your work and how good it how good it looks, that's amazing. Yeah, Thank that's you. pretty incredible. That is success. So, like this should have been your panel. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, like, Why that's don't we what, just like, leave you sit there and talk about it took you literally two weeks to get Marvel work. No, no, can, can that I, was that, I know we have I mean, that's no, been a few it, years, but but I mean for me because I didn't have this whole background of like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want to do. For me, like success started really small. It was yes, I figured out how to use Photoshop and then right. oh cool, I have a cover out. And then oh cool, I have a mini series out. And then oh cool, I did some Marvel covers. So it's like every small thing to me <laughs> was success and, and I don't really know what it is next. I just hope to keep kind of growing in that direction. But I don't think ten it's years. clearly defined. <laughs> ten, ten years with this guy. hard you labor. You should have started in engineering. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something it to be back. said about work coming from the outside of this thing in. Because I have, uh, you guys know uh, Amy Chu. She's a writer for Poison Ivy. Similar situation. She was a, okay. She was a housewife. She just wanted something to do. Okay? I don't want to upset anyone that's been slugging at this thing for the last 10 years but she was just like i wanted i love reading these these graphic novels my kids are reading her kids got her into it and she just decided you know what i want to write something that my kids would like to read so she did some short stories started pitching her stuff around next thing you know she's having meetings and she's great at networking too so that's the other thing she's really good at just she can talk she can run up to a uh Stan Lee, and she's having dinner with him that night. Never met him, first time, whatever. Anyway, that's her story. My story is, um, I'm going to define it in this way. 
And this is bringing home to you guys as far as like being here uh, locally. I got a phone call from my dad who has never looked at anything I've ever done. Not, not in that way. He knew I could draw and he knew I was in this thing or whatever. And he's like, boy, I see your name in this, this paper and you got some kind of award, some kind of like uh, lifetime achievement award for drawing comic books. He said, man, that's all right, man. That's all right. I was like, thank you, Dad. Well, that's, that's my awesome. success right there. So. <laughs> that's good. All right, on, on that note, thank you guys for uh, coming out and being on the panel. Thank you, audience, for coming and uh, hanging out with us. And uh, everybody will be at their tables, like I said. Stop by. If you have any other questions, feel free to um, stop by and look at their stuff. Thank you. It's being recorded. So if you want to hear it again, thedollarbin.net, and enjoy the show. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.